For I, notice he said, I did not turn aside from your law. So Lord, even though it was rough, I still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on. And again, we can go through and we could probably have, uh, where, you, where God has proven himself true to you whenever you have been challenged by somebody and really felt cut down. And of course, remember that word reproach we'll see over and over again. And you have felt like you were in reproach with other people and yet you've seen God pull you through. Well, here are people, here are the proud, they are, have you in, uh, they're sneering at you, they're calling you all kinds of names, and yet you're gonna hang on to the word. And as a result of that, it's been a real blessing. Uh, again, the Satan is gonna throw everything he can at you to, keep, to try to get you to be discouraged and to try to get you to compromise and to, to, try, to try to get you so that your life is more palatable to the world. And so a compromise here or there. And that's what he's going to say the next thing in verses 51 through 54. He, he talks about the great uh, derision. He says, but I remembered your judgments of old. Notice again that word remembered. I remembered what you did with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, you name your Daniel. You named the, but then again, I've seen what you've done in uh, people in my church's life or my own life. I can look back and see what you have done with your judgments, which is the idea that you've said what's right and wrong. And as I have put your, your word to test, I've seen that you are always right. And I've seen that your word is perfect. I see that it's a light unto my path and a, a lamp unto my feet. And so I can trust your word because I've seen it happen and I know it's good. And so, uh, I, I can trust it and I can read the, the, the great stories of the Bible of where other people have trusted in your word. And so as a result of that, now notice he says, the proud have me in derision, but notice my feelings. And the word there, and unfortunately in the King James is fear, fearful, but uh, it's not fear as far as fearing those people, but it's indignation. The word there is really I get a little upset with them. Not with them per se, but I get upset with their, their wickedness. I want to be angry at what God's angry with. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, not that I want to, I want to love the sinner, but I want to realize that what they're doing is wrong. And I will get angry with them if it invades my family. The sad thing about it, we don't have enough of godly fathers that are angry with some of the things coming into their homes. Some of the things that uh, they're not, they are allowing in their lives, in their own personal lives. And so the indignation is, I want to hate what God hates. Now, I don't want to hate the person, but I will want to say, thus saith the Lord, choose you this day whom you'll serve. But as far as me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And we're not, I'm not going to tolerate people that are going to bring things into my life that are going to desecrate my life or my family. I'm not going to open my children up to perversions and all these different things. I want to be, unfortunately, we say we're so used to people saying, well, you're just not tolerant. And we're, oh, boy, we got to be so careful that we, we don't, we got to appease everybody. No, we've got to say, no, I will smile at Satan's rage and face a frowning world. And so I'm, I, there, I want to be indignant at what God's indignant at, indignant at because 
the wicked forsake your law. Now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be angry and go out and, you know, and have a jihad and shoot people and all those crazy things. But uh, I do want to be angry because they forsake the law. I won't get angry with my politicians who forsake the law. Do I not? I get angry with uh, my politicians that promote uh, uh, the perversions of the age. Now, now, I want to vote them out. I do not want to destroy them. I think you understand, we as Christians, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not fleshly, but mighty through God. So we pray about these things and we really ask God to know how to deal with them in defiance of many things that they're doing. But notice now, as he says this, uh, he, I remembered your judgments and I've found out that they're always right. I, get, well, I want to get uh, upset. I want to be indignant at the things that you're indignant about. Uh, he says, and then your statutes, and those, of course, are those exact, th those are the things that we want to follow, those exact uh, terminology, exactly what, what's your will, Lord? Your statutes have been my songs. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit, what? Singing to yourselves in songs, in, sp in spiritual hymns and spiritual songs. And so Christians are, spirit-filled Christians are singing Christians. Let the word of God dwell in your, you richly, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's Colossians 3.16. And of course, the former was Ephesians 5.18. But again, Lord, I want, I want it to be a song in my life. Music has a very powerful uh, influence on our lives. And uh, notice he says, uh, in this pilgrim, uh, I want to remember then, of course, so we see the strength that is in his word, but then the last two verses, well, let's just, I like that. Jesus, what a friend of sinners. Jesus, lover of my soul. Friends may fail me, foes assail me. He, my savior, makes me whole. Can we sing that when, our, when friends fail us and foes assail us? It's hard to, but can I, he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto the Lord. Many shall see it. When did he do that? After he pulled me out of the pit and set my feet on a rock. And so we see that, uh, again, these are the things that, uh, you know, Lord, keep me singing. Lord, give me a verse or a song, or give me a song and a verse. And how many times in my life God has done that? And that's why I like uh, turning on a, you know, it's amazing. We got, uh, one of the things maybe we need to do more of is be exposed to good Christian music. I have not that I've failed. I've told you about a good radio station around here that plays very good music. I've heard, very rarely have I heard anything that I would not have in the church here. But, uh, but that's hard to find these days. But uh, and now I've got it on. I'm telling everybody to get on your, your smartphones with it because you can take it around with you. And they have good preaching and good songs and so forth. But we need to get more into how do we get good music into your phones and into your entertainment systems and all the rest. Because we need to be singing and praising the Lord. Uh, and that's, you know, that's part of being filled with the Spirit. So notice he says, as a result of, uh, I have fought this but because I, my feelings have been your feelings toward these things. And my defense has been to sing and to really to, to grow in your grace. So I found strength in the singing and the, and the memorization and the knowing of your word. 
And so that's a strength that we can be found in his word. But then the peace, the last two verses, that can be found in his word. So we have comfort and strength. And now we look at peace. In verse 55, he says, I remember your name. Think about the names of God. His name is Wonderful. His name is Counselor. His name is Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's everything to me. He's the uh, Jehovah Jireh. The, he is, uh, the, the, my God shall supply, uh, supply. He is Jesus, which is Jehovah is, uh, is God. And so again, uh, we see that uh, over and over again, that, uh, that we can look at, there's no better, sweeter name. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same. And so, again, we, we could sing these songs, and, but really get to know the Lord. And we've said many times, the name of the Lord embodies all of his qualities. Whenever you think of Lashley, I hope you think of pretty good things. But it involves everything bad about me too. But you know there again, when I think of your name, um, then it should, you know, there, you, it involves, you know, it's a very powerful thing. Your name is, carries a lot with it. And of course, the name of the Lord is above every name. And so we see that, uh, uh, I like this, uh, where, he, where he says, in my pilgrimage, he says, uh, I remember your name in the night. So when things are quiet. Now, don't forget, these people didn't have incandescent lights. So when it got dark, uh, when it was dark 30 at five o'clock, you know, uh, in the wintertime, most of the time people, they'd be going to bed by seven or eight. And so that's why many times David would talk about uh, in the night seasons, because he'd wake up and think a while. And sometimes those days were pretty long, or those nights were pretty long. And what do you think of whenever you wake up? do we think of just worry? Or do we, our thoughts turn, on to, or turn to, to the Lord? Uh, do we pray for people? What do we do during those night seasons? And so he says, I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. So those night seasons have a way of affecting our day when we observe and we desire to keep his word. It has an influence on us when we meditate with, in song, with the songs in the night. And so he says, uh, in the night when I'm at rest, uh, I keep your law. That's when I'm active. But then that key word is the last, last verse. Notice he says, this has become mine. Capital, I put a big old underline there. Capital I, cap, capital M, capital I, capital. Notice he talks about I, me, me, mine. It's fine to have I, me, me, but sooner or later it's got to be mine. I am his and he is mine. I know him. My wife says, notice I said my wife, says husband of mine. You know, she'll talk or we'll talk about son of mine or whatever. There's a very personal thing there. Well, uh, because why there's a close relationship. And so... um, you know, he says, so this is, has become mine. God of mine. Isn't that good? Savior of mine. You're mine. It's so good to know that he is mine. This has become mine. Notice how that he's progressing now. 
He's still going to have trouble. We're not even, uh, we're a third of the way through the psalm. And right now he's getting to mine. He's mine. So he's progressing. He's, he's still got to work through all these indignations and all these, uh, all these other problems that he has in life. Uh, but yet uh, we see that uh, he's, he's really sinking, it's really sinking in that he belongs to somebody. I belong to the king. I'm a son of his love. All those songs, notice how they're just coming to mind. Why are they coming to my mind? Because we sing them. Because we try to give you a broad uh, uh, menu of songs. Why? Because whenever we sing them, God can call them back to your mind in the night seasons or when you need them. And you'll be like me many times. You can remember one sentence of one song and one sentence of the next verse or whatever. But then again, boy, that gets you thinking. All you need is that thought. And then you get up in the night and, oh, what was that song? And then you go and you memorize it. That's one way that uh, I know all four verses of um, when peace like a river attendeth my way. Because all through my life, there's been times when each one of those verses, uh, it is well with my soul. Uh, has affected my life. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, I mean, big old waves, and being in the Navy, I know what that's like. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well with my soul. I haven't been there yet. I'm still learning, and he still has to teach me to say, it is well with my soul. I'm not quite where Paul was, where he said, I've learned to abase and abound, and whatever state I'm in, there with to be content. I haven't reached that yet because I get upset at times. And I get mad at the world at times. And I get mad at you. No, I don't get mad at you. But, to, you know, but, uh, but we have, I still have my feelings. And so do you. But in the end, I come back down to earth and realize, hey, he's mine. And that's my bedrock. And now, of course, what happens as you grow and you mature, you want those ups to be... A, to start leveling out, and you want those dips to be level out, and you start you start getting in within a 1040 window where you're right there in the middle somewhere rather than one pole to the other emotionally. And so we see that uh, he's mine. He's real. I mean, I know. I know. You can't, I mean, folks, uh, uh, call me a Bible thumper all you want to, but you, are, you don't know what you're missing. He's mine. And all I want you to know what I know. You're, you're real to me. Your word is real to me. I have kept your precepts. And, uh, and there again, I wish I could say, boy, I, I've been perfect since the day I decided to follow the Lord. But uh, now I can look at those wise in the road and see how that, uh, and again, just looking back over whenever you find out that a childhood friend has passed away or has cancer or something like that, and you realize just how far those little decisions have, made, have brought you along. And of course, some you've turned away, but it's great that you know that God has straightened you out and got you back on. And for the most part, your life has followed his precepts. And he's still working on you. So don't, you know, I, I don't want to be a libertine and say, well, just do what you want to do and God will always straighten you out. no. But then again, don't get to the point where, oh man, I, I'll never be like that and like this guy because I haven't kept his priest. Well, well, are you trying? If you are trying, then God has ways of, he's your father. He knows how to lead you in the paths of righteousness if you'll follow him and be sensitive to his spirit. 
And though you fall, he will not cast you down for he will withhold you with his hand. We already found that verse in Psalm 37. So God's not gonna throw you away if you honestly stumble, but he will pick you back up. And I said to a father the other day, I said, you know, one of the best things your kids can learn is when you fall, you get back up and dust yourself up and say, you know, I'm going to follow God. And kids, I hope you can forgive me and let's go. And your kids are going to learn more from your failures many times than from your successes. And that's true in all of our lives. What are you going to do when you're down? What are you going to do when you make a mistake? Are you going to turn back to God or are you going to say, oh, let's forget it all? And so he's mine. And then just look at the songs that just came to my mind. We already mentioned one, um, uh, Jesus, what a friend of sinners. That's one verse that came to my mind one time when friends may fail me. And have you had a friend fail you? Foes assail me. You ever had foes assail you? Yes. They've attacked you. Um, He, my Savior, makes me whole. Salvation is is both negatively keeping you from punishment and from hell, but it's making you whole. The whole word is, he saved me. That's the negative. He makes me whole, which is the positive. And so just think of some of the songs, When We Walk With The Lord. And that's one I probably quote more than any other in in the services. But when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, excuse me, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his goodwill, he abides with us still. still. And with everyone here who will trust and obey. So certain things that you have to find on your own. Uh, uh, I know I shall see in his beauty the king in whose law I delight, who lovingly guardeth my footsteps and giveth me songs in the night. They're going to redeemed. How I love to proclaim it. And so again, we see... uh, that. And then, of course, uh, one, again, that I love uh, that we sing. And one of my favorite, uh, when I really think about uh, when I walk, even in the summertime, uh, I love that part, uh, uh, sky above and uh, deeper, hue, deeper, deeper blue, earth around and sweeter green. Something lives in every hue. Christless eyes have never seen. I like that song comes in my mind every spring when I'm out walking. But then the third verse of that is, or first verse of that is, loved with an everlasting love, led by grace, that, that love to know. Spirit breathing from above, thou hast taught me, it is so. Oh, this full and perfect peace, all oh, this transport, all divine, in a love that cannot cease, I am his, and he is mine. Oh, do you have it deep inside? You know, it's, I want to be able to convey that to you. And I want to be a blessing. But in the end, the greatest blessing is in the middle of the night when you wake up and you realize I'm his and he's mine. Because then he's a personal savior. It's not the preacher's savior. It's your savior. It's your God. It's your heavenly father. It's your friend that sits closer than a brother. It's that person who loves you and gave himself for you. That's what we want. Mine, mine. Not the churches, and not well, whoever else's, but mine. And then I want everybody else to have it, but I want it to be mine. Amen? God bless you.